0: local church podcast a podcast devoted to loving god loving people and making disciples we'll be your hosts i'm pastor ryan and i'm noah gartland what's wrong with you people Hey Noah! Hey Pastor Ryan! How's it going, brother? It is. Uh, it's going. We're trying something different. Uh, a few different things at a local church podcast. Yeah. First of all, you're playing <laughs> music on your phone right uh, now. This
1: is Maverick City. If you're not if you're not familiar with the, with the Maverick City, uh, go check it out. YouTube, all that good stuff. I like it. Okay. Yeah. What's up? Well, so, what are we doing different today?
0: Um. So, not only did you just start playing music on your phone. As we began our conversation, but I— whoa—that was passive aggressive. I'm sorry. (laughs) I wrote the agenda for today. Sweet. Which means this is like Noah's choice right here. Like all the topics we're going to be discussing today, I chose. A fan. So I'm right now handing you. Are you nervous? A copy. I know you should be. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm handing you a copy. All right, of I see our it. agenda for
1: this episode. We need to go like video cast. but this is, hey, it's a pretty good uh, agenda. Do
0: you like the little format? I do. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, ooh, small talk is the very first thing. <laughs> yeah, what's up?
0: Yeah, so I got a haircut today, Yeah. right? And this is just something that's been on my mind because the other day I saw a video I believe it is on the Gospel Coalition um, YouTube page. Interesting. It, it's just like simple tips um and methods for evangelism uh sharing the gospel and i I started watching this video and it's two gentlemen i apologize i'm forgetting their names right now but one of them was just sharing uh, a method for evangelism that he has found to be helpful and it is going to the same barber get this every three weeks three weeks every three weeks okay so I, I go and get my haircut today, um, and the the person who cuts my hair asked me when my last haircut was, right?
1: Uh, it was getting kind of shaggy.
0: Uh, yeah. I've been going to this person for, oh, gosh, like three or four years, right? Nice. So they asked me, when was your last haircut? I'm having a hard time remembering. So I go back in my photos and see, like, when it looked fresh last <laughs> yeah. uh, April. Because of all the selfies you take? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so many. April was my last haircut. Um, Whoa, that is a long time. So instead of every three weeks, um, I realized I go about every three months. Um, <laughs> so question for you. Yeah. How often should a man get a haircut?
1: How often should a man? So I've got several answers. Okay. I'm going to pull a Noah on your, remember your last meal? What? Your last meal question, like, what's your last meal? Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you pulled a. Oh, I have two meals, right? Yeah. So I have two answers for this. Okay. Uh, one from the military side of my life. Once a week, like every week, you should go. Like every Monday, you should go. Or every Saturday, whatever the day is. Okay. On, on the regular side, though, now that I'm going bald, <laughs> uh, it's whenever I feel like you know cutting my hair off. I don't have a whole lot of hair anyway, but probably every couple weeks, maybe every three weeks might be good. I mean, it might be good. Every three months for
0: me. That's a
1: lot. That's, that's a long time.
0: Four times a year, right? Four yeah, haircuts a year?
1: A, yeah, that's four times a year. But that seems like you go in like a clean phase and also you go to like a dirty, okay. crazy phase. Here's here's my standpoint. Yeah. We're not saying you don't wash your hair. You're just saying you don't cut your hair. No.
0: I, I wash my hair daily. Yeah. Um, When I get my hair cut, I like to get my money's worth, Right. A haircut for me cost about 20, 25 bucks, right? Okay.
1: It's still cheaper
0: than a woman's haircut. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of, I like to go until like I can't do anything with my hair Cause okay my yeah. hair is naturally like all poofy and curly. And yeah. Yeah. So I go <laughs> until like I can barely put a hat on. Gotcha. And then I'm like, okay, I need a haircut. Does
1: somebody have to say something to you? Like, hey, Noah, your hair's kind of... Yeah, my
0: family starts to be like, Noah, you're looking really shaggy. (laughs) You need to get a haircut. So, uh, yeah, every three months. And then I get it, like, all cut off.
1: Think about the days of, like, Jesus. Okay. Like, you either, like a Roman citizen who had hardly any hair, like a bowl cut almost, and then you're either, like, a Jewish person who doesn't cut their hair, um... When are we gonna bring back the bowl cut? By the way, I feel like it's it's on Stranger Things, but it, that's set in the eighties, right? But yeah,
0: but we like they brought back the mullet. When are we gonna bring the, back the, the bowl? The mullet cut? needs to go
1: away forever, I think.
0: I a I'm thousand not, percent agree. I'm not a fan. Don't tell my students I said. I that. don't know why it's popular. I really don't know I, why it's popular. I think it started as like an ironic thing, like oh, oh <laughs> look at me, I got a mullet. Yeah. Nobody has mullets anymore, uh, yeah. and then it just became cool. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it should go away. I think it might have started actually with like girls getting the, the shag haircut. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like the 80s rocker, frizzy, punk, punk looking thing. It's the little crimper thing. Yeah. I think it started yeah. with that coming back in the style and that being like indie. And then guys were like, what is our version <laughs> of that hair look it's like? It's the mullet.
1: It's the mullet. The mullet should go away for, for sure. Amen. All right. What's our passage
0: today? What are we talking about today? Our passage today. Um, so last couple weeks, if you've been listening, uh, we've been talking about kind of the offices of the church. We've been talking about, uh, deacons and elders, what it means to be, uh, one of those two things, um, and kind of the responsibilities, the qualifications that has kind of been our theme the last few weeks. Um, this is a passage that has kind of been on my mind for several months and I think it's, uh, helpful especially as we discuss kind of the job of an elder right uh, yeah. what does it mean to be a pastor what does it mean to preach um, what does it mean to lead the church um, so the passage today is from second timothy chapter four it's the first eight verses uh, pastor ryan would you mind reading that yeah <clears throat> i charge you in the presence
1: of god and of christ jesus who is to judge the living and the dead And by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, 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 and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry for I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time for my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Uh, So just a few things about second Timothy. It is, Um, written by the Apostle Paul to kind of his younger, like little brother, son in the faith. Some might even say Timothy, right? A young man, um, a young believer, young pastor, preacher. um, And Paul is just kind of imparting some final wisdom on him here. Um, I kind of pulled from a few commentaries. Uh, The ESB study Bible uh, says this as it pertains to verse 2. I thought this was interesting. Uh, It says, preach the word, uh, which we find in verse 2, refers back to scripture, um, as you see in, like, verse 16 of chapter 3, which is, like, the popular verse, right, um, that talks about kind of scripture being inspired, the word of God, um, and what it is useful for. Um, So, preaching the word refers back to scripture in chapter 3, and thus includes proclaiming the good news of the gospel in a broad, biblical anchored biblically anchored sense. Gospel, for Paul, is not only an evangelistic presentation. The gospel is the core message, which can be applied to unbelievers in a call to faith, or to believers, a call to continue to believe in and live out the implications of this message. Thus, the way to preach the gospel is by expounding the scriptures. What say you? Yeah, no,
1: it's a really good passage. Uh, Timothy is an elder. Yeah. He's also like Paul's little brother or son in the faith, protege kind of thing. I really, this passage is really good. There's a lot of stuff in this passage, uh, but he says preach the word, right? So we're talking about he's preaching the gospel uh, through the scriptures, through uh, through the unpacking of scriptures. But he says something really cool in season and out of season. Mm. Um, I always took this as in like, when it was time to preach and when it wasn't time to preach. Yeah. But I heard a pastor say recently on a podcast, um, I believe it's called Practical Shepherding is the podcast, that in, in season and out of season refers to, well, he referred it to when, like, say, the summertime, when most of his folks went on vacation and there was a smaller number in his, in his congregation, that's out of season. Like, it's not, you know, in step with, you know, the majority but then even out of season, East season was even like when your culture around you, you know, presses against or walks away from the truths of God, uh, that we are still to preach, you know, whether it's popular, whether it's not popular, whether folks are showing up, whether folks aren't showing up. Yeah. We still expound the word, right? Pre- preach the gospel, that kind of thing.
0: Absolutely. And I think it kind of, it really connects to, Um, what Paul says about people having itching ears.
1: Yeah. Right. Especially like like in 2022. Oh,
0: absolutely. People want to hear what they want to hear. Right. Um, People listen to certain preachers and refuse to listen to other preachers based on how they feel. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I need to be encouraged. This preacher really isn't like encouraging me. Rather, he's like preaching about sin. Yeah. Right. And (laughs) repentance. That's not really uplifting. right? I think it's like
1: today's preachers are on tiktok yeah right and i say today's preachers this isn't all pastors all teachers things, but there's a lot of popular preachers if you want to say that on the tiktoks on different social medias now doing like 30 second blurbs of theology which has nothing to do with the bible yeah. it's just what feels right to culture and they get a lot of popularity because yeah. you know it's the itching ears thing i really like it's, really good passage
0: yeah it's a really good passage and then uh another commentary that i looked looked at is the classic matthew henry commentary (laughs) um i found this really cool quote Um, he says those who love souls must be ever watchful must venture and bear all the painful effects of their faithfulness and take all opportunities of making known the pure gospel um so that quote kind of brought to mind several different passages right we see in galatians chapter one paul says that there are people who are preaching alternative gospel another gospel there are people yeah. who are proposing other ways of salvation other ways of happiness um other ways of being made right with god and they're not right yeah, yeah. no there's he's, only one gospel
1: he says there's there's another gospel even though there's not one yeah and that those that do are accursed yeah right it's serious language
0: yeah and then another passage that comes to mind um the youth are going to be looking at colossians chapter two kind of the the second half um and it's kind of talking about hey let no one pass judgment on you um these people who are proposing that you have to do certain things um, in addition to faith in christ in order to be saved in order to be right in order to be a legitimate christian
1: the, uh, it talks about like the full moon festivals and yeah. different things like that. Yeah. 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 Um, There's a really cool passage in there. I'm going to, I'm going to try to find it. Keep talking. That's a really good passage.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of in the context of talking about these false teachers and these heresies and the Colossian church. Um, and, um, it, it just, it's saying, Hey, listen, here it is. Are you ready? Plain and simple Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. Right. If you try to add to that, right. Uh, some theologians have kind of called it like a Jesus plus gospel or a Jesus plus theology, right? If you're trusting in Jesus plus your good works, or Jesus plus, uh, like I don't know, your emotions or whatever it is, right? Um, there, there needs to be no plus. Yeah, right. It's Jesus plus nothing. That's yes. it. Yeah, just Jesus. Yeah, it's uh,
1: man, I'm I'm just looking for the passage. Is yeah. there, it's a really good. Uh, passage. I've used it in the past, and I don't know why I've just not remembered it. Um, but you, I think you hit it on the head. It's it's not all the regulations, not all the traditions, not all the things that people say you have to do. It's it's Jesus. It's the good news of Christ, or it's not right that yeah. kind of thing. Um, very good passage. Uh, along with with this passage, uh, the charge that Paul gives to Timothy is for all pastors, all elders, right? But he but he says, but do the work of an evangelist, right? Timothy's an elder, he's a pastor, he's a missionary, he's been on missionary journeys with with Paul, then he says, do the work of an evangelist. Tonight we're talking about evangelism in our adult time, Ooh, that's and cool. what that even means, and is it just the pastor that does that? Uh, and so we're going to kind of look at that tonight, so, yeah. yeah, thought it tied in well.
0: Yeah, nice. So, <laughs> um, as far as stuff that's happening at Mount Moriah Baptist Church, um, both tonight, throughout the week, there's a lot happening. Yeah, uh, Sunday mornings? Uh, This past month, uh, we kind of started a new series. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, we
1: started a series on what is a church. Very topical. Yeah. It was a lot of information. Uh, I learned my lesson on the very first week uh, in July. But the the next four weeks, the last week we talked about what does it mean to gather together. Mm -hmm. This coming Sunday is what does it mean to grow. The following week is give. And the last week of July will be go. Uh, and so we're talking about what is not only a church, but what do we do as members? Like when we gather, what do we do? Right. And then yeah. how do we do membership? How do we do church? Uh, and so we're going to look at those four things. Gather, grow, give and go.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of hinted a little bit about uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I skipped your agenda. I no, apologize, Noah. No,
1: I, I think it it, it flowed nicely. Yeah, so we're talking about growing, how to grow in your faith, how to cultivate your faith, grow deeper in your your spiritual walk. And, you know, we use all that kind of Christian lingo. The bottom line is if you want to get better at anything, you have to practice, right? And so part of spiritual disciplines, reading your Bible, memorizing your Bible, praying, fasting, worshiping, those kind of things, all that is is practice, right? Uh, God is going to perfect us once we get on the other side of, of you know, heaven. Uh, but for while we're here on this earth, it's not we don't just – join a church and sit in a pew but we join an active body and we participate right we practice uh, each day that we wake up and we do the things that we see in scripture so yeah. that's growing in our faith right we have to be god is growing us but we also have to make an active conscious effort to grow
0: mm, yeah. that's good um yeah. as far as the students uh like i said um in kind of weeks past and i just mentioned it a moment ago We're going through Colossians tonight. We're hitting the second half of Colossians chapter 2. Nice. We only have a few more weeks of uh, our summer days, right? So as we uh, kind of wrap up Colossians over the next few weeks, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Colossians is one of my favorite books of the Bible, um, a lot in there. But tonight we're just talking about um, now it's only Jesus. I like it. We're saved only through Jesus, right? Um, yeah, so we're going be, gonna to be breaking that down tonight. Very excited, looking forward to that. Um, anything else happening at MMBC? Uh, tonight the kids are gathering
1: as well after our meal. At 6 o'clock we have a meal. But the kids are gathering. They're doing like a soccer thing. Some Ooh. soccer coach is coming to kind of teach them some soccer skills and talk about Jesus at the same time. All right, so even if we do soccer or any kind of sports... It's all about Jesus, right? Anything that we do as as Christians, as those who want to follow Christ. It's not about the full moon festivals. It's about Jesus. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Really cool stuff happening on Wednesday nights here at Mount Moriah. Um, Everyone is invited to join us at six o'clock for a meal um, and then six thirty for those uh, different Bible study times for children, students, adults, all of it. Um, You are more than welcome to join us. There's one other event that I want to mention, um, and it's something happening this upcoming Sunday night, mm. July the 17th. Uh, it's going it, to be awesome. It's going to be. Is, does it start at 5 p.m., I think? Sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> around 5 p.m. Yeah, we'll say 5. Yeah, it's a homemade ice cream right. social. Um, oh, my gosh. good pastor ryan what is your favorite flavor or like your ideal flavor of a homemade ice cream
1: you know i like the old-fashioned vanilla for homemade it's just it's hard to beat just a good old vanilla homemade ice cream but i hear uh my wife and daughter want to do um butter pecan Mm. so we're going to try to figure that out i'm going to try to do an l8 flavored ice cream Really? I know someone's bringing an orange crush flavored ice cream nice. uh, at our church, but I mean, I, I'm a classic, right? I like the vanilla, just straight up old school vanilla kind of thing. Do
0: you want me to be honest as far as like homemade ice cream goes? Yeah. I love a good banana ice cream. I don't know that I've ever had a banana Home flavored Homemade ice cream. banana yeah. ice cream. Oh, I'm taking it's your word for really it. really good. Yeah. But I, as far as just ice cream in general, I'm a huge butter pecan person.
1: Have you ever made ice cream? Yeah. Like,
0: I've never made it. Yeah, really?
1: Yeah. So my wife and I have been married 20 years, and we received three ice cream makers for our wedding. Yeah. Two of them we were gifted One of them is still in storage. We're about to open it up. That's awesome. We've never even opened them. So. What year
0: did you get married? 2002. And you're just now... You should do an unboxing video of the that, ice cream maker. Yeah, we could do that. Unboxing a 2000. We're going to do like one of those like,
1: like vlogs, like, hey, follow us on our day. And then we go to the, the uh, storage unit and open it up and be like, man, look at that. It's an ice cream maker. And we'll open it. Yeah, we're going to do that. That'd be
0: good. Yeah. Oh, a 2002 Cuisinart <laughs> ice cream spectacular 2000. I don't know. Something cool like that. That'd be awesome. Hey, oh, check out the Pastor Ryan uh, YouTube channel. Um, for that upcoming video. I dig it. Pastor Ryan, Yep. uh, you did mention one thing that you wanted to discuss. Yeah. Um, What is it? So there is a new uh, NASA.
1: There's a new NASA? There's a new NASA. (laughs) Sorry, I'm reading at the same time. No, you're Uh, good. I'm doing this. It's a new NASA. Uh, It is called the uh, Web, I guess, telescope. And it reaches further than Hubble, I guess, has ever yeah. reached uh, before. There is... You put a... Oh, cool. You did a little little post on it. I did. Yeah, the Washington Post. This is from David Von Drell. That's a good name. David yeah. Von Drell. <laughs> The third. He's not the third. Uh, it says, the more we see, or the more we can see the scale of the universe, the innumerable heavens and countless earths, the smaller our part in it feels, smaller yet more precious. For the farther we see, the humbler we become, and the
0: fruit of humility is gratitude. That's the Washington Post. That was in the Washington wow. Post. Man. Um that kind of blew my mind. Of course, there's a lot of scientific blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. infrared, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the images are just like yeah. breathtaking. They're
1: they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't know how much color they add to it, like what they like they freshen it up. I posted one on Facebook. I want to read you some passages with it. Please do. Uh, So if you look at any, if you, if you go Google NASA web or hashtag NASA web, you're going to find all these pictures, I think it's like eight or nine, maybe 10 pictures that they've put posted already. The idea is most of the scientific community is like, man, we can see the beginning of the universe, right? And we can see the, how the big bang started and how all these stars formed and things like that. Uh, But I went to scripture and I said, what does the Bible say about the stars? And I just found four passages There's more, but one just as one, one in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. We can start there. Everybody should start there. God created the heavens and the earth. Nehemiah 9.6, you are the Lord, you alone. You have made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their host, the earth and all that is in it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve all of them, and the host of heaven worship you. Right. Psalm 147.4, he, God, determines the number of the stars. He gives to them all their names. And the last one, Isaiah 40, 26, lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might. And because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Just those four passages show us who, not only who created it, but who sustains it. And even who calls all these stars and these unknown stars that we've just now seen, he calls them by name he calls them out by name right mm-hmm. uh so imagine what if there's a, a noah star he's like what's up noah come on out <laughs> shine brightly man and he just pops out yeah i don't know it's kind of cool i wonder what the names are
0: that from god's perspective like for the know. stars ooh you know what? i just i have a theory what i have a conspiracy theory um you know how god kind of walked abraham out of his little hut and showed him all the stars in the sky and said, yeah. "Hey, your descendants are going to be more numerable. What if for like each of Abraham's descendants, whether they be biological <laughs> or like crafted? So yeah, in so yeah there's Christ? a Gentile stars. <laughs> Ooh, dude, that'd yeah, be pretty that's, cool.
1: That's pretty deep. But there's a
0: star with your name on it. Ooh, Ooh
1: I don't know. I don't know. Because you get because people <laughs> don't people sell stars like oh yeah buy a star for your spouse? We or should something?
0: do that. No, yeah, um, but you'll never." Ugh. it's not your star
1: it's like that scotland thing by a square foot in scotland <laughs> and you become a lord like you're never going to see that square foot
0: yeah accurate
1: um but <laughs> sorry just, but yeah scientific community are going the route of like we can see how everything started
0: yeah uh look how great yeah. mankind is that we can see how the universe started yeah. but um i think david Vondrell in the washington post kind of the third i don't know (laughs) he really hit the nail on the head no yeah um i'm thoughtful of like job right uh job in the old testament asks all of these really big questions of god um and god comes down speaks to job and completely humbles him right uh and he says to job like where were you when I created everything. Yeah. Where were you when I created the stars? When I gave them their names? Where were you when I drew the line between the ocean and the land? Like, you weren't there. I was. Yeah. Um, You no. have no right yeah. to ask these questions. I think even looking at these pictures, not even seeing them like, I'm not an astronaut, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm never going to go to outer space. I don't know. Elon Musk, maybe. Um, but I'm never going to go to outer space and see these things in person. Yeah. But even l- looking at the pictures from NASA, like it's humbling. Oh, yeah. Right. Like God is God. We are not. Yeah. I think the the telescope they said
1: could reach like 7500 light years. Yeah. It's which is ridiculous. It's even I don't even know what a light year, how far that is. But 7500 of them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Maybe that, you
0: should ask Buzz. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we talking about buzz is it too soon to talk about buzz we already did a couple podcasts ago um there's some controversy there but anyway (laughs) uh i think it's like it's 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 like when you look at the ocean right you go to the beach and you look at the ocean how far and how wide it is i mean it's just it should be humbling not like look at me i'm man i'm standing on the beach it should be like whoa i'm really small comparative to you know the things that god has created so yeah yeah. well now that
0: you mentioned it it kind of seems like (laughs) prideful of mankind to like attempt to buy the stars and like name them ourselves.
1: Well, I mean, I don't, do they name them I when you buy a star? I think so. We'll have to Google that. I feel, uh, I don't know, but it kind of seems like, but you're never, it's a waste of money. I think, I don't know how much it is, but yeah, <laughs> it could be like a dollar. We'll do some research. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I'm never going to buy a square foot in Scotland. Dude. I have no ties to Scotland. I do. Other than <laughs> I like Braveheart. <laughs> John Knox is from Scotland, right? Ooh. One of the reformers of Ole. Well. We have a cup with John Knox on it. Yeah,
0: we do. What's up? What's up, John? Well, this conversation <laughs> is uh, starting
1: to dwindle. So yeah. so big things. Uh, the main thing, I just want to kind of recap a little bit. The The main passage you talked about was really a charge to Timothy from Paul, preach the gospel in season, out of season, no matter what the other folks are teaching, right? The, the itching ears and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's poignant for today. Like you can go on social media. There's all kinds of junk on social media that tells you to feel good about yourself because you made it through whatever. Right. But then there's a, there's also humble pastors that are just trying to post like it's God who brings us through. Right. If you're breathing, praise God, right? Like those kind of things. Uh, seek out the ones that are preaching and teaching the word of God in season and out of season, not just because the culture says it's popular, Ooh, that kind of thing. You just drop some wisdom.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which, (laughs) let's transition into everyone's favorite segment, our words of wisdom. Yeah. Pastor Ryan, would you like to go first? Sure. Today, July 13, 2022,
1: my words of wisdom are this. If you have an opportunity to go through a drive through and eat in your car or to get out of your car and go into the restaurant. I encourage you to eat inside the restaurant. Really? Because if you keep eating in your car, you're going to be alone. You're going to scroll on Instagram or whatever and you're just going to isolate yourself. But if you go inside mm. and you actually get greeted and you say, Hi, can I have this? And they say, you're welcome and all that stuff. You're going to have more interaction. And the more interaction you have, the better it's going to be for you to have conversations with folks. And as you have conversation with
0: folks, you can share the good news of Jesus. That's good. Yeah. I like that. My words of wisdom today. July 13th. The year of our Lord, 2022. Is this. Go to Wendy's try the four for four Hmm. this podcast is not sponsored by wendy's (laughs) but we can be but we're open to it um no seriously i tried the four for four last week man if you're looking for a deal wendy's is where it's at (laughs) that's all i got hey remember love god love people make make disciples. disciples